from the file studio of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, you are listening to Art Waves, the monthly program about visual arts, music, poetry, writers, and more of Mendocino County. I'm your host, Victor Palomino, and with Marty Darling, we bring you the voices of the talented individuals, art organizations, galleries, and venues, and all the parts that make the creative sector in our beautiful part of the state. In today's show, Marty Darling talks with Jack Schumacher, a woodworker in Boomville, who is one of the 14 artists taking part in the Anderson Valley Art Guild opening studio tour over the Labor Day weekend followed by my conversation with some of the artists and participants in the Art in Our Gardens event happening in Ukiah and Redwood Valley on May 20 and presented by the Mendocino County Arts Association. We begin today's program with Marty Darling and the Anderson Valley Arts Guild Open Studio Tour. decades ago, the Anderson Valley Art Guild organized an open studio tour to showcase the quality and diversity of artists in Boonville, Philo, Navarro, and Yorkville. On Memorial Day weekend, May 27th through the 29th, 14 guild artists will open their studios to visitors. In this episode of Art Waves, we speak to Boonville woodworker Jack Schumacher, who is part of the tour. Jack grew up in Santa Monica and went to San Francisco State, where he studied woodworking. In addition to his hands-on experience, he also taught woodshop, and he was always making something. When I went to San Francisco State, I started out as a history major and wanted to teach that, but I had better luck teaching woodshop, and so I did the industrial design courses, and there was a uh, famous furniture maker named Espinay, our carpenter, he was his actual name. And I, I took classes with him, and I started making furniture. And it, it just um, took off from there. I just really enjoyed it. The main teacher at State, his name was John Cassay, and he wrote a really well, for Furniture Maker's famous book about furniture and shaker. I didn't know very much about shaker furniture at all before that. And, you know, I started looking at pictures and really responded to the simplicity of the design. The shakers were also really into utilitarian stuff. And years later, we, my wife and I, we moved to Vermont. And it was uh, near the Hancock Village, which was a Shaker village, and I spent a lot of time down there studying that stuff. Mm-hmm. What drew you to it? The, the simplicity? Or? Yeah, I think the directness. I mean, you know, I, I, I was intimidated by a lot of the really classical colonial stuff and all the carving. I, I just didn't feel confident in doing that. I like the idea of just the really simple direct, useful, practical. The whole idea of form follows function. I mean, it's strong, it's useful, it's direct. You can't mistake what it is. It's also comfortable. The shaker chairs were just remarkably comfortable, and all their their stuff was just so 
what it was meant to be for me. You know, that's what I saw. And, you know, I think that a lot of the mid-century modern furniture that's, you know, really popular now and it is almost the Scandinavian stuff is almost in a direct line from there. I've I've never seen anybody refer to it that way, mm-hmm. but it's, to me, there's a direct line for it. And I, I think I'm also really influenced by that simplicity. Mm-hmm. Almost more than anything, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, for me now, what woodworking has become, a lot of commercial stuff, is, I I mean, they almost literally can design something on a computer, put it in an enormous machine that is essentially a router, and throw a stack of lumber in it, and it'll spit out a piece of furniture. I mean, it's not quite that, but... I mean, they can make just amazing things. But, you know, to make something by hand, you're going to see mistakes. I don't know if the shakers would like that. You're going to see where something isn't just absolutely spot-on perfect. And I don't know whether, for me, it's just become, as I grow older, I become lazier. But I, I really wanted to be seen as something that was made by somebody's hands mm-hmm. I mean I use machines there are people who just use hand saws and you know chisels and stuff I, I have you know table saws and band saws and routers and I use them but there's also a lot of handwork in there and when did you start making boats in the 70s in the 70s, middle 70s, I, I made the first boat. And again, I think the same thing drew me to that was something about building a boat was really useful. Um, and um, I, I, I always made small things. You know, I mean, I didn't make anything larger than, I think, 12 feet long. But they've all been sailing dinghies in that one canoe you saw in the shop. And what excited you about doing that? Well, I wanted to be out in the water. I mean, having grown up near the ocean, I've always you know, really enjoyed the water. And um, it seemed like going out deeper than the, you know, the shorelines seemed appealing to me. And so I wanted to learn how to sail and I wanted to learn how to get out into the ocean. Not, you know, again, not that far, but, you know, just to be out on the water. Mm-hmm. And so for you, the solution was, oh, I'll make a boat. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's, that was it. Because, I, I, you know, I couldn't afford to buy one. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll make it. Um, tell me about the techniques that you use in boat building. It seems very different from furniture. Well, the boats I've been building, there's a lot more handwork. And um, a lot of it is just very carefully fitting things together because water will find a way. And um, so you just have to be really careful. So a lot of it is being able to mold around curves and you know, make it appealing. I mean, uh, boat builders, you know, talk a lot about um, 
using your eye and look, you know, seeing something that is just on in, in terms of the aesthetics of it. And, um, and then of course there's the saleability of it. Um, I don't know enough about, you know, I'm not really a great technician in terms of sailing. I don't know, you know, I just kind of go out and float and paddle around. But, um, you know, I, I, I like the looks of the boats and so, but it's, it's a lot of handwork, a lot of working with hand planes and, uh, cutting and shaving and trying to see if it fits and then coming back. It's, it's not dissimilar from making clothing, you know, they'll they use a clothes dummy and they'll put it on, you know, they'll cut a piece of fabric and put it on, see how it looks, take it off, trim it. You know, there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Why, why is it art, or how, what is your definition, maybe, of art or aesthetics? Well, I, again, I, I'm not really a professional. I mean, um, you know, I was always a teacher, and I, I built things for friends and an occasional customer. But um, so I don't have a deep philosophy about it. I, 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 it's just what's aesthetically appealing to me. And it, I'll see a picture and I'll say, yeah, I like that. And I'll, I'll try and make something that is probably derivative to that. And um, if I, I like the way it looks, then it's okay by me. And, you know... Other people's opinion, I'll listen to it and see what they have to say, and maybe change, maybe not. Yeah. Well, you have a. Um, when you start to make a piece, it sounds like you have a vision that's pretty clear. Right. And a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll um, get an idea or something, and I'll draw it, and look at it for a while and I I would say probably for every 10 things I draw I'll make one of those things Um, you know sometimes I'll have an idea and then look at it the next morning or something and say god what was I thinking you know it was just this is you know I I, actually was at art carpenter Espinay he was saying one time he designed this thing and he thought it was a great chair, and he woke up the next day and realized it was the McDonald's arches, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah, <laughs> scrapped that idea. And and uh, so you draw and you revise, and, you know, I guess it's like writing, you know, you, you edit until you find the thing that you like. I think he said sometimes you dream yeah, a lot. A lot of times, I'll, it's almost how I put myself to sleep at night, you know. And then I'll, I'll be thinking of something, and uh, oh well, maybe you know. And and that design will come out, and I'll draw it. Sometimes I'll, I'll get up in the middle of the night and draw it, and that's what I was sort of saying in the middle. You know, the next morning I'll look at it, and oh, no, I guess not. How did you get here to Boonville? Well, while my wife was getting her teaching degree, 
I drove bus for Greyhound. And um, I drove up to Calistoga every, you know, I, I did the, that route. And um, I, I got you, I really got to like the Napa Valley. And from there, I went into to Sonoma, Alexander Valley. And, and then from there to the Anderson Valley. And uh, what appealed to me about the Anderson Valley was that it was just a little too far away. You know, it, it wasn't, it, it doesn't, you know, it's not going to be a Healdsburg. You know, it's, it can't be a, a St. Helena. It's just too inconvenient. And that appealed to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. Well, what can people expect if they come come here on the art tour? Well, you know, I'm doing it in conjunction with uh, Martha Crawford and uh, another artist, and um, they're going to have their stuff up. She, you know, she's a designer, graphic designer, Martha, and um, so my idea for myself was to have furniture that people could afford and then maybe some finer pieces that people could say, oh, well, you know, this guy knows how to make, you know, some more fancy stuff. Maybe I'll commission him to do that. And if it appeals to me, their ideas are what they want, then I'll go ahead and do that. Okay, what will what will they see of your work? Well, um, let's see. Um I've made some Shaker-esque mirrors. I've made a Shaker-esque uh, settee, um, benches and stools and tables, all very, guess what, Shaker-esque. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you have a couple of boats here. Ah, uh, the boats, yes. The boats are not really for sale, and I don't know if I'm ready to tackle another boat. If somebody came up with something that really appealed to me I would do it. it boats are big projects I mean they're years long for me because I'm not a fast worker and not a full-time worker um, but the boats will be here and I'm going to have them you know near the shops so that people can see but uh, Martha and I have to kind of figure out where to put things we haven't mm-hmm. done that yet mm-hmm. And the boats are about, the, they're small boats. They're 11 feet, maybe, yeah. one of them. Uh, yeah, the the canoe, I think, is a little longer, but a lot lighter. It's, it's a type of build that's, God, I think it weighs 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. It's really oh, wow. light. Uh, yeah, the, it's a sailing dinghy and the canoe. Mm-hmm. So they'll, they'll be out front. As large works of art. Yes. I'm wondering if you have any other thing that you just want to say about about your life of woodworking and why it's been so compelling to you or satisfying. I think people like to create. And I know for me it's always been an important thing to make things. I mean, I did a lot of drawing and illustrating. I was really interested in cartoons and stuff, but I, I, I just was not good enough. But the idea of creating something, I, I think, is a very satisfying occupation. And, you know, to be able to 
do what I do is is actually really a privilege. I mean, I've got the tools, I've got the time, I've got the skills at this point, and um, it, it's really fun. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That was woodworker Jack Schumacher, one of 14 Anderson Valley artists taking part in the Memorial Day weekend open studios tour this month. The tour is free, and you can find a map and more information at artistsofandersonvalley.org. Watch for signs along Highway 128 to find your way to the studios. For Art Waves, I'm Marty Durlin. Thanks to relief construction artist Rachel Lawn for assistance. You are listening to Art Waves on KCYX. We'll be back after this break. You are listening to Art Waves on KCYX. I'm Victor Palomino. And this coming weekend, the Mendocino County Arts Association is organizing an art tour around Ukiah and Redwood Valley. Art in Our Gardens is an event open to the public where you can meet and see the works of local artists in the peaceful surroundings of some of the most beautiful and creative gardens in the area. We talk with the organizers and some of the artists opening their gardens for this event. Cindy Lindgren is a watercolor artist and program director for the Mendocino Art Association, and I began asking her about the organization. The Mendocino County Art Association is a group of artists, an association of artists in Mendocino County who love painting and creating all different kinds of art. This year, I am the program director, and I have been putting together programs for every month of this year. One of the programs is Art in Our Gardens. Art in Our Gardens is uh, an event that um, Laura Fogg actually asked me about. They did this oh, years ago before I was a member of the club. And uh, she said she would like to have us do that again. And so I thought about it, and I thought, okay, well, I'll try. This is my first year at putting together programs. And so we were able to put together five gardens Mm -hmm. where artists can come and display and sell their art. So we now have uh, 22 artists. There are two in Redwood Valley and three in Ukiah. We are advertising at the uh, Chamber of Commerce, Ukiah Chamber of Commerce, and at the uh, uh, Corner Gallery. And people can come and pick up uh, a flyer with the addresses and the artists that will be at each address. And they can come and visit any time on Saturday between 4 and 10, Saturday, May 20th. Art in Our Gardens collects the expressions of artists in different medias, offering a unique experience to see the art outside of a gallery space and interact with the artists. So we have uh, 22 artists, mostly watercolor artists, but we have oil and uh, we have a quilter, we have metalwork and uh, probably a 
acrylic also. The idea is new to the area and is one of the many outside activities that will be blooming this spring. And it's also a safe space to see art as we continue to move out of the pandemic. Well, there'll be a demonstration at my house in on Vichy Hills Drive. Um, Nancy Collins, who's a wonderful painter and teacher, will be here. And she'll be doing uh, probably a couple of demonstrations of her art work mm -hmm. for the public. Most of the art will be for sale. Mm -hmm. Some just display, mm -hmm. depending on the artist. Mm -hmm. And they'll be arranged beautifully in each garden so that people, the public, can come and walk through and look at the art and purchase them if they like. This is the first time that I'm, I've been involved in this um, program. And I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be fun for our community. I think people will get to see what kind of art is going on and actually talk to the artists. There's a map to the event, but you can choose the order to visit the gardens. Another aspect of the event is that the gardens belong to some of the artists participating, creating an opportunity to see what inspired their work. Well, there's a list of uh, addresses that you can get at the corner gallery and the uh, chamber mm -hmm. and also all of the artists are handing them out all over town mm -hmm. <laughs> so they'll be around there'll be posters up in some of the stores and uh, at the college and different places and so the addresses are on the flyers and you can just go as you like to mm -hmm. each of the addresses to look at the art I expect that people are just going to really enjoy being out. I hope it's a beautiful day. I'm knowing it's going to be a beautiful day. People will enjoy the art, the artists, and the beautiful gardens. Every garden is different, mm -hmm. you know, and there will be a watercolorist and oil painters and quilter, a quilter and a metal worker who does beautiful metal work. And I, so I don't, you know, it'll be... All the art will be placed wonderfully in each garden, if that's what you mean about organization. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could you describe a little bit how you're going to organize your garden? Uh, we just took a tour through my garden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have a pergola that I have put up uh, this fencing that I can hang art on. I also have a large patio overlooking the Ukiah Valley and we'll have uh, panels where um, people can hang their art artists can hang their art and uh there'll be shade and then I'll, on my deck I'll have uh Nancy Collins who is a wonderful artist teacher uh and she'll be doing demonstrations on my deck covered deck Laura Frog, quilt artist, board member of the Art Center Ukiah, and member of the Mendocino Arts Organization, is one of the artists who came up with the idea of opening their gardens and hosting the event. We talk about the event, the logistics, and how is she preparing for art in our gardens. Yeah, this was, it's an event that's actually new. We have in the past, the, the, um, the Men, Ukiah Valley Art Association, when they were active, put on an open studio tour a couple of times in the Ukiah Valley. And also the Garden Club has done garden tours. But this time it's Mendocino County Art 
Artists Association, MCAA. They've got about 75 members. They've been in existence for years. And they decided to, after COVID, get this whole thing going again and do something new, which is a combination of gardens and artists. Mm -hmm. And all of the artists will be showing their personal work in several of the gardens. There's five gardens on the tour. In several of them, artists will actually be, actually be demonstrating their, their art form. So for an artist, usually you showed your art in a closed space, in a gallery. When you think about showing your art in a garden, how is that different? Well, it's a challenge because it's going to be too hot. It's going to be too windy. It, might, it probably won't be too cold. It'll be too something everywhere. So we have had to figure out ways to get a lot of extra umbrellas in artist gardens. And then they also have to bring their own um, like art stands or frames or racks or whatever. You know, something that will stand up in the wind and you know, actually display their art. And how are you going to display yours? You do your uh, quails, so... Yeah. yeah, well, I still don't know for sure. I have a great big long clothesline in the backyard, and I can, I can clothespin quilts just like laundry and have them blowing in the wind. I also have a big roll of deer fencing that I can, if I do it, set it up so it's curving, it will be freestanding. And I think that's what I'll do because that makes a really pretty demonstration to have this fence kind of undulating through the yard. So then I have to anchor it to something because um, that's probably going to be necessary. But I can do it. It'll be fun. Have you talked to some of the other artists that are participating? Oh, yeah. Um, in my garden, there's going to be Katie Gibbs, who works in metal. She obviously, since she uses a torch, will not be doing a live demonstration. The other one in my garden is Polly Polachek, who's a well-known oil painter in the area. And then we're really lucky in Redwood Valley to have Spencer Brewer and Esther Siegel Uh, they're, they're one of two gardens that are right next door to each other. So Spencer and Esther have this enormous barn that's full of assemblage materials that they use for their art form. And I'm sure they're going to be letting people into that to see them, their process. They've got all kinds of bits and pieces of pianos and other musical instruments and just stuff. And in addition to that, they have a garden that's absolutely full of sculpture and mosaic work and it's beautiful so that'll be a treat all by itself so where did idea i mean you just mentioned that other organizations have done garden tours and all this so why who came out with the idea of like mixing art and gardens well i was kind of agitating to do another open studio tour and i had forgotten that it was the ukiah valley art association that did that previously and they're not active I'm not even sure they're still functioning at this point so I mentioned to the MCAA president um, I'm a, since I'm a member of that you know gee wouldn't it be fun to get another studio tour going and then their board who plans their activities was the one who came with this I they came up with this wonderful idea of combining the gardens and the the art So they chose five gardens, three in Ukiah and two in Redwood Valley. And what are you planning for your garden? Well, um, 
what am I planning? My, I've been working my tail off for the last month and a half to try to make my garden, you know, kind of organized and beautiful. And, you know, I've got pots full of blooming plants. I really wanted to make it beautiful. If anybody had told me ahead of time how much time it would take or how much money it would cost, I probably would have said no. But it's been really fun. So I'm just planning for it to be a you know a self-guided wonderful tour. Um, my garden kind of you can't see the whole thing when you walk in. You have to walk around an outbuilding and you know kind of follow one thing after another. So mostly I'm trying to you know um, blow the the oak tree pollen off of all my garden sculptures and things to make it look attractive. So yeah. So people are going to be jumping from one garden to another to another. Yeah, people are welcome to start anywhere they want on the tour. And there are pamphlets widely available at the Corner Gallery in Ukiah, at the Chamber of Commerce, which is in the Conference Center on School Street in Ukiah. There's also some at Whispering Winds Nursery. So if you don't know a garden to start at, you can pick up that flyer, and it's got the addresses of each of the five gardens and directions for how to get there from Highway 101. The tour is free, which is really nice, so it's, it's not a fundraiser for anybody. It's just an opportunity for artists to show their stuff. And also... Um, there will be a lot of stuff, a lot of art for sale on this trip, but to get to get the map, it's free. You can also go to any one of the houses if you already know one of them that you know that's hosting a um, you know an art show, and then they'll have brochures and pamphlets there with directions to the other places. Uh, anything else you want to add? Well, I just think it's it looks like we're going to have an absolutely spectacular day and you know it's a safe outdoor setting. We don't have to worry about lingering covid germs. It should be a fun thing to do with, you know, people's um aging parents and children and visiting relatives and all of the gardens are going to be in absolute full bloom. The roses are just coming out. Mine'll be in full bloom. I'm sure everybody else's will be too. So, it'll be fun. Esther Siegel and Sperson Brewer are hosting one of the two gardens in Redwood Valley. Uh, Esther Siegel, I'm an artist, a psychotherapist, and I teach horseback riding. Spencer Brewer, uh, I'm a musician, a composer, an artist, a promoter, piano technician. So um, the artists, the local artists, will be opening up their home, and some of them will be joining them at their home. So I think there's about five or six uh, different sites to go to. You will be able to meet the artist and, for some of them, be able to see their workspace, as well as see their creations, get to talk to them um, in their environment. Plus, they're going to share their um, their artistic environment with you mm-hmm. as guests and you'll have a chance to go to various uh, sites in Ukiah and Redwood Valley. Esther and Spencer are both ensemble artists, among other things, and their garden, home, and work studios are a delightful source of imagination and creativity. Ours is kind of, is unique because there's two houses on Pinecrest Drive in Redwood Valley that are right next to each other. So You'll be able to just walk through a gate to go to the next house, and you'll see. There's seven artists. 
there'll be five artists in one house, and Spencer and I will be in the second house. Uh, so it'll be, we'll also have a little bit of snack food, and you'll get to, in, at our place, you'll be able to go inside the house and see the art that's on, our art that is on the wall. Can you describe a little bit of like what would people would see, especially with your art? Are you making any new pieces or just or pieces that are already there? Both. We will. Uh, you'll be able to go into the sculpture barn, which is uh, basically a wonderland of objects to play with and make sculptures with. So you'll see several pieces of art that are basically in process at this point, as well as we have uh, in the main room of the house is uh, all of Esther's art, and then we'll go into the studio where I have most of my art. So basically there's three locations on the property. And one thing that's kind of fun when you say art in the gardens is our whole front yard is Alice in Wonderland. So actually we're the only artists that is just going to be the two of us in this space. The front house, I think there's up to five artists. So... um, You'll be able to see their art uh, exhibited um, on the front porch as well as some some of it inside. Mm -hmm. It'll be a real variety show of colors and interests. And in our case, assemblage art is using objects to make art. So objects that were used for other things now become an artistic piece in a larger sculpture or wall hanging. Yeah, the front house is owned by two artists that will be exhibited, uh, Mike and Juanita Joy Riddell. And one thing we'll be celebrating here is our book that we released late late last year, Lost and Found, Assemblage Artists of Northern California, of which last weekend uh, we were just at the Independent Book Publishers Conference that happens once a year. We went down to San Diego, and we got first place uh, for the whole nation is interior design and the silver award for art photography so we'll be also showing and celebrating the book here they hope that the event is a time for visitors to get inspired by the gardens and artists and go back home to create their own artwork well i think one of the things that will happen is that well people will get excited about particularly our our type of artwork because anybody can do this and they'll be able to go to the studio the barn and see all the various objects we use, and they're going to be going, oh, we have this stuff at home, or I have some old jewelry, or junk around the house that, oh, you know, and they're going to get ideas. People will get inspired, they get excited, and they get awed by the way you can take some a certain object and make it something else. Uh, the last time this happened, well, this is pre-COVID, pretty sure, we had one here, and just to add on to what Esther just illuminated, was is that we had probably a small handful of people that came after the next few years and said, I came to your barn, and I was almost so inspired that, yeah, I went home and started doing it or expanded into it. So she's right. Uh, hopefully people will get very inspired. Okay. Are you going to do demonstrations? Um, I don't plan on doing any demonstrations at this point, but we will have pieces started, and we'll show um, – people how we actually make things like taking it off and adding another object and everybody will get to see how different that piece looks so we'll have pieces in various forms of uh, progress and the finished stuff will be on the wall um, so they'll be able to to kind of get a sense of how we make the art what do you think what else people can expect for that day not only for your garden but the other gardens 
Well, there will be no two the same, which makes it a lot of fun. And there are a lot of people that will be having the art literally outside in the gardens, which is going to be even more fun because being outside, especially this year, the weather's just going to be fantastic. And the flowers and everything's in total bloom this year because of the very wonderful wet winter. So I think people, hopefully everybody walks away that will be inspired themselves no matter what they see to go be artistic in their own lives. I mean, that's what we, we hope to happen here. I think people are going to have a unique experience. It's very different than going into a gallery. Um, 99% of the time, you never even get to talk or meet the artist. So they're going to have informal time with us. Every one of us is going to be different. And they're going to have uh, a unique experience that they wouldn't have any other situation. Is there like a, a route plan or people can just choose where garden to visit? Yeah, yes, there is a um, there's a flyer that has all the addresses. It doesn't actually have a route plan, but it says, um, I think there's three or four in Ukiah and a couple in Redwood Valley. And they're, it's well um, presented in the flyer so it, and on the website, so they'll be able to um, find the locations easily. Uh, it's from 10 to 4. Uh, and there's 22 artists in all in five gardens. And uh, just in front of us at uh, the Riddell's house, there are seven artists in that one house. Then, the, right, as Esther said, we share a fence. So there'll be two of us. There's nine of us right here next door to each other. And then on Caps Lane, there are four artists. On West Church Street, there are three. And in Vichy Hills, at that particular location, there are six so it's going to be pretty diverse. No matter where you go, it's going to be different and fun. And there is going to be something for everybody. You know, you may not like one person's art so much, but, you, but you'll have a chance to see other people's art. So um, I can pretty much guarantee that you will be awed and excited by at least some, if not all, the art. And for people that might not can attend the event, where they can find information about your art? Uh, for our art, you can go to Harmony Gates, and that's Gates like a horse, G-A-I-T-S, HarmonyGates.com. And to see the book and what we do as far as uh, the symbolized artists, you can go to LostAndFound.art. Art in Our Gardens kicked the spring calendar of events for the Mendocino County Arts Association. Cindy Linger reminds us about some of the events coming up in the county and how to become part of the Art Association. We have uh, a collage paper art, which will be one of our next uh, uh, workshops. I have a Meet the Artist with Alan Sanborn. He's a, a wonderful watercolorist from Humboldt County, does uh, uh, landscapes. And I love his work, but he doesn't teach. So he's going to come show his work and talk about his journey into art and how he's uh, become the well-known artist he is. Uh, I also have uh, um, Victoria Kolchagin, who is going to be doing a botanical color pencil workshop. And uh, in uh, August, I think we will be doing a nature journaling workshop. And I'm not sure where that location will be yet, but it will probably be either in Hopland or at the lake or at Logot Park, where... Uh, or artists can come, and any the public, if they'd like to, 
uh, sign up for this uh, can come and learn about nature journaling. They can call me or contact me. My uh, phone number is 707-972-2094. You can text me, and you can also email me at clind at sonic.net. Oh, we would love to have people join our association. Yes. And I think that's part of why we're doing this, because we're looking for people who want to do art, to participate in art, and show their art and sell their art. We, we really love working together, and we love meeting new artists. I think the benefit is working with other artists, watching them, learning what they do. A lot of new artists come and they say, well, I'm new and I haven't done this. It's, it's fun, and everybody is so helpful, and really we all care about all the new artists and each other mm-hmm. and help each other. Um, we also have this wonderful program on uh, Mondays from 10 to 2 at the Sun House where we have open studio where artists come and work together, mm-hmm. and that's a benefit. And um, then on every second Saturday at the Corner Gallery, we have Let's Talk About Art, where we can bring our art and have artists critique, but not critique in, in a way that is really supportive. Kind of like a peer artist yeah, uh, yeah. conversation about yes. the work. That is so necessary for the artist. And that is, I really love that because I learn a lot from other artists. And uh, I think. Everyone that attends that feels that too. And we'd love to have people come, more people come to that. Oh, one other thing I just wanted to mention is First Fridays at the Corner Gallery. At um, There's several galleries, Medium Gallery, uh, Bona, uh, where people display their art. And so if you don't know about First Friday in Ukiah, downtown Ukiah, it's really a treat to see the new artwork up every month. Mm-hmm. And the first Friday is the first Friday of the month, every month. First Friday of every month. Okay. Thanks for listening to Our Waves. If you miss part of this show or if you want to listen to our archives, visit the podcast page at kzyx.org. If you're an artist, musician, writer, or any kind of creative person and want to be part of our program, send an email to victor at kcyx.org. My name is Victor Palomino, and I'll be back with Marty Torling the third Tuesday of every month for another episode of Our Waves here in KCYX, Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. Hasta la próxima. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM. KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM. And Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org. And consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening. <laughs>